You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on the Mighty 1290 Coil, the Mighty1290Coil.com, and the Mighty 1290 Coil mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Let's see here. Lots to talk about with the the debate this week, but I encourage you to call in anytime, 402-342-1290 or 800-577-1290 with your thoughts on who won the debate and what what you think uh, they should be talking about. Did they give enough attention to the issues that really matter? My answer would probably be no, but I think that there's probably powers that be out there that, uh, you know, are controlling things, but, you know, we'll save that for a whole another segment but let's uh go ahead and play some clips from the washington post and then i'll talk about the winners and losers uh in the debate as well as uh coming up next segment take some questions of my own so let's listen like fat pigs dogs slobs and disgusting animals your twitter account only rosie o'donnell no it wasn't here's the thing about donald trump Donald Trump's hitting a nerve in this country. He is, he's hitting a nerve. People are frustrated, they're fed up. They don't think the government is working for them. And for people that wanna just tune them out, they're making a mistake. Now, he's got his solutions. Some of us have other solutions. I don't trust President Obama with our records. I know you gave him a big hug, and if you wanna give him a big hug again, go right ahead. Senator Paul, you know the hugs that I remember? are the hugs that I gave to the families who lost their people on September 11th. Those are the hugs I remember, and those had nothing to do, and those had nothing to do with politics. Unlike what you're doing by cutting speeches on the floor of the Senate, then putting them on the internet within a half an hour to raise money for your campaign. Knowing what we know now with faulty intelligence and not having security be the first uh, priority when, when we invaded, it was a mistake. I wouldn't have gone in. Newsflash, the Republican Party's been fighting against a single-payer okay. system for a decade. So I think you're on the wrong side of this if you're still arguing for a single-payer system. Not, I'm not, I don't think you heard me. You're having a hard time tonight. If Hillary is the candidate, which I doubt, that would be a dream come true. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is, she is the epitome of uh, the progressive, the secular progressive movement. And uh, it will be, she counts on the fact that people are uninformed, the Alinsky model, taking advantage of useful idiots. Well, I just happen to believe that people are not stupid. The fair tax transforms the process by which we fund Social Security and Medicare because the money paid at consumption is paid by everybody, including illegals, prostitutes, pimps, drug dealers, all the people that are freeloading off the system now. There you go. Lots to uh, cover about the well, you know, I got asked by a lot of people who are the winners and losers. First of all, I think the winner was Obamacare because it wasn't even talked about. It was only mentioned six times in the debate uh, total. And it's kind of odd because last time around it seemed to be the number one talking point. Everybody was like, well, I'm going to go repeal Obamacare on day one. And we obviously know that's not going to happen. And not many people talked about it except for the, the dust up a little bit, uh, Trump, they tried to get him on his views on, on single payer. He did a decent uh, pivot, if you will, and talked more about his uh, issue of how health care affects him 
as a businessman, kind of going back to our story last segment about uh, CFOs, and I thought that was something interesting that he brought to the debate. When you look at who, who was covered, he dominated most of the time. Some people are wondering if he, um, you know, the Fox was trying to knock him down. Whether you like him or not, uh, feel free to give us a call, 402-342-1290, on Trump or any of the other candidates. But I thought um, when you look at each candidate on health care, there's kind of two, two tiers, in my opinion, some that actually get it and others that just uh, don't really understand and are, are there for uh, other reasons or maybe they have skills in, in other areas. But when you look at uh, health care and how a candidate might need to be prepared for it, the ones that you're probably going to see most prepared are going to be governors. Most prepared are going to be governors, in my opinion. And the reason why is Medicaid is the second or sometimes first, depending on the state, uh, largest item in a state budget. It's a federal program administered at the state level, expanded under the Affordable Care Act. It was mandatory as it was originally written, but we know that the Supreme Court allowed states to opt out of it. Many of them have done so. Some have not. For example, we saw John Kasich, governor of Ohio, just barely eked his way into the top ten. But I think the guy's a pretty formidable candidate. When you look at his record, he was uh, in the House as a budget chairman. He has understanding of uh, how the federal government works, and now he's had a fairly successful run as governor of Ohio. They were in trouble, but one of the things that people are hammering him over is accepting the Medicaid funds and uh, for his state because the Affordable Care Act, again, expanding Medicaid as a way to cover people. We've had that debate here in our state many times, and we're still waiting to see how that's going to play out. But I think you're going to see more and more states like Ohio and others potentially go ahead and take advantage of those Medicaid funds. And the question is, uh, how are we going to be able to afford it as a state? Uh, are there going to have to be reductions in services in other areas? Are they going to have to raise taxes to pay for their percentage that they have to come up with? It's not a huge percentage, but when you factor in health care costs and Medicaid, it's an awful lot of money. I'll get into the other candidates in a second, but first we've got a call on 402 342 90 Alice uh, with her reaction to the debate. Hello, Alice. Hi. Um, hi, John. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? What'd you I'm think? Fine. Yeah, I wanted to talk about the debates and how disgusted I was that some of the things that needed to be covered were left out because of, uh, I guess, social issues that really could have been put to the side. Yeah, I would agree. It seems like uh, we need to take a time out from some of these social issues because they're really kind of inconsequential. I just thought there should have been more of a, uh, a debate on health care, and I found it interesting that the two physicians um, in the room didn't really get a chance to explain their views on health care. You'd think they would have more to say than others. Except for Dr. Carson said that Washington seemed to have had the, the jump start on somebody taking half a brain out of them. Yeah, that was pretty that funny. Was pretty good. Yeah, but they didn't. Uh, I would have liked to hear their thoughts on it, especially just because they're they're practicing in the field. Who do you think were the winners and losers in the debate? You know, it was hard to tell because they just, you kind of get into something and then they switch to somebody else. I thought the whole thing was real dizzying the way the questions were asked. It was just all over the map. And I was really disgusted and disappointed with Megyn Kelly's um, focus on feminism and her misogyny. What in the heck is that? I mean, 
who cares? <laughs> Let's get on with stuff that really matters in the country, and that's not it. Yeah, it's just, uh, well, I think it's just because of good ratings, probably. I mean, they they probably don't even know what to do with the ratings as high as they were this time. Yeah. I think it was the record for a cable program live. Yeah, well, they could have talked about veterans and, and health care, like you said, and they didn't do very much with that. And I was real disappointed in, in that part of it and that the, the moderators, I thought I was watching a regular um, mainstream media uh, moderator at the time because they were not really holding back and being impartial, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, thanks for, for the call, uh, Alice, at 402-342-1290. Appreciate hearing from you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thanks for all you do to help us. All right. Thanks. Uh, 402-342-1290 again was the number. If you'd like to uh, comment on what Alice had to say or uh, share some thoughts of your own, I mentioned when I was talking to her about how I think uh, would have liked to hear more of what Rand Paul, who is an off- ophthalmologist, I think I pronounced that right, which I think he's an eye doctor, and then Carson, Dr. Carson is a uh, neurosurgeon. I'd like to know what their thoughts are in the industry and how, how, how things are, are, are changing. And they didn't really talk much. I guess uh, Paul had a little dust up with Trump, but that was about it. And I thought he kind of uh, was one of the people that didn't do as strong as I had anticipated he would. He he kind of got owned a couple times talking about Rand Paul uh, by some of the people. And I wonder if he's going to be on the stage next time, especially after Carly Fiorina seemed to dominate uh, what people are now calling the happy hour debate, <laughs> which was uh, the seven other candidates that didn't make it. And you know what? Do we really need 17 candidates? On one hand, I think it says... Um, a lot of people aren't happy with the direction that the country is going if we have to have 17 people in there. But it's like the Kentucky Derby, and you don't even know how to handicap a certain horse. And quite frankly, I think some of these people probably have no business being in the race, uh, especially if they ran a different time and it didn't work out. What what are they going to bring to the table that's really new? What have they done to improve themselves since the last time we've heard from them? I really liked uh, Fiorina's uh, energy in the, the happy hour debate, and she, uh, she seems she's got some pretty good things to say, and I think her and then Trump having that business background brings something different to the table. Whether you like it or not, you, whether you like their demeanor or not, a lot of people, po- Trump seems to be a quite polarizing figure. Uh, you either love him or hate him. But I think uh, the perspective that they have uh, running organizations that were massive uh, lots and lots of employees and how healthcare is uh, impacted uh, by that it brings something to the table that we need more people to talk about. When we come back, I'm going to take a time out here, but I'm going to give uh, my answer to some of the questions that the moderators did not ask on healthcare. I'm going to do my best to be a uh, presidential candidate. And again, you can share your thoughts with me on uh, my blog, healthreformexplained.com or coming back next segment at 402-342-1290. This is America's Healthcare Challenge, the first and most listened to radio program on healthcare reform. Back right after this.